Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Dudes Who Like Movies. We're doing one a second day in a row, but it's probably going to take me a couple days to upload it, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, my name is Dan, and with me, as always, is my good buddy, Alec. What's going on? Yeah, and I think we worked out the bugs from our last podcast. I think we, you know, knock on wood, Alec's internet seems to be working, and, um, and now that I said that. And um, yeah, no, today we're going to talk about something kind of related because yesterday we talked about celebrity worship and how toxic that can be. So from the side of fans, uh, but that being said, today we want to go a little bit further. We want to talk specifically about fandoms and toxic fandoms. And particularly when it comes to media, like movies, and we're going to talk a little bit about TV shows as well, but primarily movies. So yeah, basically, you know, those people who just, you know, they're fans of something. Like, I'm a fan of Star Wars. You know, I, I plan on getting a Star Wars tattoo. I think my brother has one. And I own a toy lightsaber from when I was a kid. You know, I got a couple of Star Wars figures, whatever. But, you know, I am not a fan yeah, of certain. Yeah, I'm not a fan of certain movies. And I'm, that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, I'll watch other movies more than other ones. You know? Yeah. And that's basically, that's my extent of it. But then you get the people who are obsessed. Yes. Like, I mean, if you like going to comic cons, that's not toxic fandom. That's just enjoying the fandom. But like, if you're going to hate on people for liking like the last Jedi or the phantom menace, it's like, really dude. You need, you need... It's like, the, it's like star Trek's Kirk versus Picard. I mean, my God. Yeah. Th- there's no wrong answer with, with Picard versus Kirk, but you know, I think Picard's... ask some hardcore Trekkies. They, they will tell you why. I mean, Picard better or why kirk is better and they will hate you for having the opposite opinion well that's the thing too we could talk we didn't even talk about this when we were doing our pre-meeting for this but uh yeah star trek we could talk about that but yeah it uh so our definition of a toxic fandom is just a fandom in which they take things too literally too far they treat it like a religion almost and people can get hurt either mentally or physically would you agree with that definition there buddy I definitely can. I I mean, you and I, I think I did more when we worked at the movie theater. I had seen it when uh, Force Awakens came out, like we were talking about earlier with uh, a certain friend of ours who would uh, do the Vulcan hand sign and say, live long and prosper to people as they were leaving See, the Force that, Awakens. That was that and person then, not only just being a troll, but, you know, it was kind of like him making fun that, of the that fandom. Is yeah, that, that is true, but there was a guy who did threaten to burn down the movie theater. That's why he had to stop doing that because <laughs> like, instead of making like a light joke, someone got so angry. They threatened to commit arson. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, that's a toxic a, fan there. Yeah. Yeah. That, like seriously, who, who wants to burn down a theater and a mall simply because someone is doing something from a different franchise that just happens to share the same word star in it. Like, come exactly. on. Man. You know, I, I think I remember when, I think it was, yeah, that summer after when the new Star Trek movie came out, didn't that same person, like, say, may the force be with you as people were leaving the theater? Yeah, they, yeah, because he got, it was weird, because, like, I was, like, I, I was didn't think he would actually remember to do that, but I asked him after, I was, like, are you doing this because of what happened when we did Force Away? He's, like, yeah, I want to see how these people react. I'm, like, okay. Well, you know, I'm, not many... <laughs> There wasn't nearly as many Star Trek fans as there were with Star Wars fans when that came out, but you know, reasons. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Our definition, 
people who take a fandom too seriously. And again, if you like dressing up and if you like going to conventions and whatnot, if you own all the DVDs, yeah, that's, fine. that's fine. If you like, if you own a bunch of figurines, cool. I'm not going to judge you, but it's that's when you, money. yeah. When you start hurting other people mentally or physical, I mean, it's, it's less physical, but it is more me- like well, mental. When I you, think when you, when you start, when you start like going out and like, if I was to like, like what I just said with Kirk and Picard, if I was like, oh man, I prefer Captain Picard because X, Y, and Z. And someone comes up to me and says, well, actually, and then just starts like yelling at me and like mm-hmm. listing things and just starts screaming at me about how I'm an idiot. And it's like, okay, that yeah. that's the kind of thing. Well, Cause that does happen. And like, pick a fandom. No well, and, and I was going to say too, and it's not only just like the toxic fandom, it also a, to- a fandom that is defined by cringe, I would say, because obviously with Rick and Morty, when the Szechuan sauce thing came out and that oh, one guy was at the McDonald's and he was acting <laughs> like a complete idiot. Counter. Yeah. He got up he, on the counter, put the shirt over his head and then like faked a seizure. Yeah. It's like, dude, really? So like also just the people who make you ashamed to be a fan. So that's kind of, that's our over encompassing, you know, long definition and examples, but yeah. So, I mean, some examples again like we were mentioning star trek again i i knew a guy at this old church i went to who again he was like middle-aged i don't even know what he's doing now but apparently he would often talk to the pastor about actual plans that he made to build the star the starship enterprise and i'm like really dude what And don't get me wrong, a lot of like, you know, the science fiction fandoms, they're they're made of nerds, you know, and and geeks, which I mean, I I would call myself a nerd uh, or a geek, but it's like, you know, I mean, a lot of people, what I'm saying is like people who, you know, can, who find solace in the fandom, but then they take it too far. Like, you know, hey, I actually have plans to build the Starship, Starship Enterprise. Will you, you know, listen to these plans with me? And it's just like, really? Okay. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to build a, 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 50 ton spaceship and i'll be completely honest with you so i i have excuse me i have a friend who's a diehard trekkie fan and he's nice whenever i you know mention i've only seen like i can i can count the number of episodes of each star trek show i've seen on like one hand like i've seen like two or three original series episodes and i've seen like two or three next generation episodes and that's it and yeah i've seen a couple I, i like the new movies and you know if i said i like Star Trek Beyond better than Wrath of Khan. I'm sure people are going to come after me for that one. Oh, it depends on which Wrath of Khan two you're talking about. If you're talking about the remake or the original, personally, I mean, like I like the Treks. Like I've seen the original Wrath of Khan and the original first movie, and I've seen a few of the originals and the uh, new the Next Generation. But and I also have some trading cards. But I'm not like going to attack you for having like a, a thing against uh, Star Trek. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like you look at the people now, like with Star Trek Picard, and again, I have not seen Star Trek Picard. I mean, I, I think Patrick Stewart is a great actor. I think Picard personally is the superior captain just because I, you know, from what I've seen, I prefer him. But if you like Kirk, whatever. And uh, it's just, I, I don't really care to see Picard. I mean, I did see uh, Star Trek First Contact. That's probably my favorite of the TNG. Yeah. TNG movies. And he's pretty good in that one. But I know people hate the TNG movies, which that's their opinion. But I, I prefer I, mean, I prefer Patrick I mean, Stewart as uh, Professor X. I like him better in the X Men movies. Hot take. I guess you prefer a, a, a nerd to a badass for a captain. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's again. But if someone's like, I prefer 
you know, Kirk. I'm like, okay, cool. Or, you know, if, if like even another example, like, uh, well, okay. So real quick with the new Picard show, I know people are pissed off for some reason about it just because like what they brought I back data to- or something or Picard brought, is like, I haven't seen it yet, but like they brought back date. Oh God. Well, apparently from what I, I just saw this on the internet yesterday, season two is not even over yet, but apparently in season three, they're bringing back basically all the next generation cast. Like, Georgie, Jordy, I they're think doing yeah. fan, they're doing fan service, and it's not, I don't think it's going to blow over too well. Which we'll come back to fan service later, but like, I know apparently, what is his name? Jonathan Frank's number two. I forget it's the character's name, but uh, what else is there? There's Dr. Crusher, I think, and isn't Will Wheaton again? I, I know Will, either the what, actor's Will name Wheaton. or the, I know either the actor's name or the, or the character's name. <laughs> Will Wheaton is the actor, and he is in the next generation. Yes, that is yeah. his big claim to fame. Well, and didn't like the Star Trek fandom hate him like at first? They did. Now they're like lukewarm. I feel like, well, from what I understand, they're like lukewarm with him. And I mean, I I don't care much for Will Wheaton myself personally, but I mean, I think most people are kind of like as it time has gone on. They can't, they're kind of lukewarm with them. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, it's just apparently Picard is pissing a lot of people off. And again, I just don't really care. But, you know, I mean, so like I'm a Star Wars guy. That's just my, you know, out of the two, I prefer Star Wars. And man, that fandom really sucks. Because it makes me ashamed to be a Star Wars fan because, you know, the original fandom was a bunch of kids who grew up in the 70s and 80s who grew up with the original movies, you know, and don't be wrong. Those movies are all classics. They're all nearly perfect. You know, I would argue that empire is perfect, but anyway, and I guess just when the prequels came out, them who grew up, you know, with the originals, they were like, this isn't the original. This is too different. I hate this. And, you know, they made the guy who played Jar Jar. Apparently he said he wanted to kill himself at one point. They bullied the kid who played Anakin and he quit acting and, and he was even even after that he was harassed like his entire life because i saw a thing on youtube that talked about it isn't he like like, a a drug addict or he was a drug addict i know he got arrested like once i think he got it was i think he became a pill popper because like he didn't know like honestly that was like his only way out because like he hate he i think he also disowned his own parents because he's like you did this to me or something Uh, yeah i remember watching it could be wrong but i'm pretty sure he disowned his parents because he he hated them because he feels like they ruined his life. Well, and I, I think about it too. It's like, it, could anybody have avoided that for that role at that time? Because I saw a documentary of, of like, there was like three finalists to play Anakin and, and Jake Lloyd won out. But like, I'm thinking to myself, man, what if these other kids got it? They would have gone through the exact same shit. Yeah. I mean, and also it's, it's not the fact that he, what I, I don't understand when it comes to people that hate, certain people like i remember you know for our really our generation i guess you want to call it if you want to think of a person that everyone hated it was the kid that played joffrey in game of thrones i mean yeah but that character was designed to be hated i i know i know but even after his he died off people would see him in real life and harass him simply because he played a character that's what i mean like i got we gotta be fair here because like he just played a character he, he was just doing what was written on a script. He wasn't, like, doing 
anything stupid. He was just doing what the writers had told him to do and, and following directions from the director. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing kid. is like our and like, they were kids. A, so like, what the hell? Well, there's a difference between you know harassing someone and making a joke. Because remember when we saw Trailer Park Boys, they're like, "What is Julian's special talent?" And we we're like, "Dirty dancing." And, and he told yeah, us to shut the fuck he up. Yelled, he yelled. Yeah, he yelled, <laughs> "No more fucking dirty dancing." Like that's a joke based on a character. You know, we're not harassing the actor because that's yeah, a but, character but trait. This, and then this was like straight up like harassment, even after they were no longer associated with well, with I feel with like whatever movie or show it was with they were with. I feel like the Star Wars equivalency of you know us yelling "dirty dancing" at Julian or that actor John Paul Trumble John Paul Tremblay, uh, you know I feel like if I ever saw Hayden Christian, I'd be like, "Hey, what's what's the deal with sand?" You know, I, I wouldn't be malicious about it. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, the guy who played Anakin, he's like, "I hate sand." I'm like, "Oh, what's the deal with sand?" But I wouldn't be like, "Hey, you yeah. suck. You ruined Star Wars." You know, and you you get you hit him with the old Jerry Seinfeld joke. What's the deal with the sand? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, and I think even like an interviewer one time asked him, like, how do you really feel about sand? He's like, yeah, it's okay. So I feel like, you know, the context and the and the reasoning behind your interaction makes a difference. But like, again, they made the guy who played Jar Jar, he wanted to kill himself at one point. And going back to the thing, I mean, people need to realize that when it comes to fandoms, it's not exclusively yours. Because like, like the people who grew up with the original trilogy our generation we grew up with the sequel trilogy they came out when we were kids you know and we were what 1920 something like that when when the sequel started coming out and i'm like yeah we were i was 19 came out 2015 year i graduated high school yeah and i was like you know i mean it's i don't like those movies as a whole as much as the other ones but you know i'm not going to there's probably kids who are going to grow up and be like oh those are my favorite star wars movies i'm like cool i disagree but no if you like them cool there's stuff to like about them when we were kids i mean my thing like i i remember going to see episode three in theater with my brother me too like it it's it's crazy to think like that is that was like so old now when you look at the date but like you remember seeing it well and i remember like my brother and i would reenact episode three like when anakin and obi-wan would would duel and like uh i remember so i remember this vividly I was three years old when the Phantom Menace came out. We still lived on the other side of the country. And one of my, one of my uh, family's friends who was older, he apparently was, I just remember him. He gave me like a Jar Jar toy from like Burger King McDonald's. He's like, dude, I hated that movie or something. like. He's like, that movie sucked. And I'm like, okay. I, I, I was three. I didn't really, you know, I hadn't really, I wasn't a fan of Star Wars at the time, but you yeah, know, it's, it's like, like now I watch the Phantom Menace. I'm like, it's probably my second favorite in the sequel trilogy better over attack of the clones. I mean, um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people did like attack the clones. No, I mean, obviously revenge of the Sith for life. So revenge of the Sith for life, but yeah, that out of the three, that's the one I pick. But again, you know, just the phantoms, like they may, they hated on Hayden Christensen. He hasn't really done much acting besides that. And I'm trying to think like, uh, but at the same time, sometimes the Phantom could be really good because, you know, obviously people love Ian McGregor and they love Palpatine. So it's just, again, they take it too literally and seriously. Like if I were to see Ian McGregor on the road or on the street, I'd be like, hey, Obi-Wan and and train spotting, what's up? And then, you know, I mean, I, I know him from other things too, but you know what I mean? 
and I know exactly what you're saying. And it's it's just one of those things where there are people like that, but unfortunately, more often than not, people that are in a well-known franchise are just going to run into the to the to the a holes. Like, unfortunately, well, and I know like the, the when Ben Affleck was cast as Batman, people hated it, and same with Robert Pattinson, same with Michael Keaton. Like there were apparently letters sent to Warner Brothers, like don't cast Michael Keaton as Batman. And mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, when the movies came out, people were like, oh, no, this is actually pretty good. But and I think even it, I read that like Keith Ledger was before people saw the trailer in the movie, they're like, no, he is not going to be a good Joker. And then, oh, hey, he's probably the best Joker. So. Mm. But it, it's just one of those things. I mean, well, and, you, you, would, you would hope there's more like to be lightheartedness in these people like um like an example i could think of is back when i was in uh, a freshman in high school aaron paul he was talking about how someone saw him on the street and said yo gatorade me bitch and he's like i don't know why oh, yeah. would i gave him a gatorade i don't know why would i gave him a gatorade but see that's like lighthearted because everyone like loves that love that thing that he was in but then on the flip side you know there's gonna be people who are like the like, joffrey kid yeah yeah like that like he was told, like someone like i think at one point he had said like someone threatened to like beat him up at at a grocery store and he was like i don't know why he hated me so much like i remember seeing something like that he'd said mentioned someone threatened to physically attack him simply because he played Joffrey. yeah no i mean well and the same thing like we we're talking about star wars um rose from the last jedi i thought her character was made a really stupid decision at the end of that movie but you know it's she did what the director told her to do and yeah she caught a lot of shit for it and i mean i was even complaining about it too if you remember right yeah yeah i do remember that but yeah, like i was like it made no sense because he, it's like i i was like she could have just let him complete his own story arc and he would have been remembered as a legendary character but she did something stupid and did something for selfish reasons and i was just like this is so stupid and like and there was also some people who are like well i understand it but I think that's just like a fundamental split between people with that. But like, I'm not going to go out of my way and tell you you're wrong because I, of, well, you know. Remember when Jesse Eisenberg played Lex Luthor? I thought he was an interesting choice. I don't love the choice still. And even like Jared Leto as the Joker. Like, I don't know really if Jared Leto's been harassed as the Joker, but I know that Jesse Eisenberg got a lot of shit for being Lex Luthor. Yeah, he did because also that movie itself was just bad. So it's yeah. like you have a movie yeah. that was hyped up Batman versus Superman. I remember the hype behind that. Everyone was excited as hell to see it. And then it came out and everyone was like, that was God awful. And yeah. it's like, so you have the, the God awful writing, the stupid Martha bit. And then now you have Jesse Eisenberg who for some well, reason, it's kind of like, well, who can you blame? You know, they, they look for something to blame. And they don't blame, like they don't blame the writers half the time because they don't see them you know, on the screen, yeah. they just see the actor so immediately attack the actor, and they like you were about to say they forget. They just read what's on the script. Exactly. They get paid. They get paid to to read that and then do whatever the guy behind the the camera says. Like, okay, say that, and then flail your arms about and start doing whatever. And that's what they do. They're like, okay, like this. They're like, yes, that's exactly what I want. And then they well, film like- it, and then someone's like, well, why the hell is he failing his arms? Are like a moron, and they're like damn you jesse eisenberg you're an idiot what is this well okay. it's like well do you remember uh that movie 12 years a slave yes i do 
Michael Fassbender was an asshole in that movie. But at the same time, you know, you look at it and you're like, yeah, he did a job and he was supposed to be an asshole. Same with, uh, like... It's, it's, it's like when he's an alien covenant, where I was like, why the hell is this robot doing these dumb things? And you and Michael Fassbender, he plays the robot. Yeah. Well, and, and you, uh, another example, I was thinking, like Calvin Candy from Django. It's like, do people harass Leo because he said the N-word a lot? It's like, no, they realized it was a character that it was written by quentin tarantino so leave the actor alone and there's also the people that that like make the joke about it where like i don't know if you've ever seen those videos where like people are like it says like people on the set of django and then you see like you hear the leonardo dicaprio audio and then the guy's like leo uh the line was stop (laughs) it just has like all these black characters just looking around at leo (laughs) dicaprio (laughs) but no it's again it's like but still, people people knew what like it was a Quentin Tarantino movie, and they understand that Leo DiCaprio is just acting. But like that's the thing, though. I feel like with people like with fandoms they seem, like, where they have like more than one movie, I think it's just like people are so attached to it. And they also, if they see like an actor that they like who's been around a long time, like Leo DiCaprio, they're more more likely to come around to it if they like him or her, if they like this actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, like I, I guess, think people yeah. like it, they'd be more willing to forgive uh, Leo DiCaprio saying the N word than they would have Ben Affleck playing Batman. I, you yeah, know what I mean? I believe it. Yeah, because Batman is like a cultural thing, and that I think that too is like if it's such an important part of culture, that also just makes it more difficult for people to accept any kind of change, or I guess like. Yeah, like, I mean, Star Wars, again, with, like, Rose, it's, like, the sequel trilogy. People had it in their minds, like, okay, here, what, what, what are this, what's the sequel trilogy going to be? Oh, is it going to be all about Luke and Han and Leia? And it wasn't. It was about Rey and, and don't give me, uh, there's a whole thing, a bunch of things I could say, but Rey, Kylo Ren, and Finn. And honestly, I mean, I guess Rey was the central character, but you could argue it was really just about her and, Ky- and Kylo Ren, well, Ben Solo spoilers and again like just people had it in their mind like what they have this fixation of what a character or a franchise is and so when anything inter- new is introduced and it's not what they had in their minds they're they get pissed and they they throw a fit like a child yeah and it's unfortunate but i mean they're just those people that exist and there's only so much you can do but i mean my god yeah, I mean, well, and, and moving on to a different franchise, like Harry Potter. I know a lot of people like loved the movies and, you know, I, we grew up in, in when the movies were, you know, we were, it was like our age, age demographic. You know, we came out, we were roughly their age when the movies came out as yeah. the, as the characters. And so, you know, anything, well, I guess, I guess so, this is more like the book versus the movie because people get, Again, it's the people love the book. So if the movie does anything different, it's like, oh no. Yeah, it, it's it's awful. If we don't like this, we hate this because it didn't follow the book down to the last detail. Yeah, again, like Lord of the Rings, like that was mo- like books for years that were just were cherished, and I guess it just wasn't the movie. I mean, I guess okay, so it's yeah. more the Hobbit than the Lord of the Rings because people love the Lord of the Rings, and they're both they're all great movies. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh yeah, but Lord, of, I love all of them. But like The Hobbit, I personally, I feel like The Hobbit should have just been one movie, maybe two. Instead, it was made into three, three hour long epic movies. I'm like, this does not need to be this way. Personally. I think they try, 
like what I was saying when we talked about that before the uh, show, I feel like they tried to recapture the magic of Lord of the Rings because, like, they filmed, they had filmed all of those movies in succession and just released them one after the other, like they did with Lord of the Rings. Because Lord of the Rings, they released it like there was 2002, then three, then four with Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the King. And they did the same thing with this with An Unexpected Journey, Desolation of Smaug, yep. and then Battle of the Five Armies. Because I remember uh, seeing Battle of the Five Armies because that came out, I think, the same year as... Um, as... It was 2014 because I remember I graduated yeah. that year. Yeah. Let and... me tell you a quick little story. I was I was a senior in high school when the, the Desolation of Smaug came out and I was, you know, we were reading about The Hobbit in, in my high school English class and my teacher was like, oh, if you show me that you saw the movie, I'll give you extra credit. And I'm like, it, it, she didn't care that it I told her all about the movie and she's like, nah, you need a ticket. And I'm like, you, I'm not going to say that word, but uh, so I ended up having Gideon cause he worked at the theater at the time. Just give me a, a ticket that he found in the trash. But <laughs> anyway, I, mean, I still saw the movie. I just didn't keep my ticket the first time. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um, I was going to say that, that I feel like that, that uh, part of the fandom that hated the Hobbit kind of, they weren't as they weren't as bad as some people, but still. Well, I hate to get all political now, but I also feel like, okay, so we need to talk partially too about the role that the filmmakers have in in uh, the making of these, this media. Because obviously, you know, Star Wars came out in the late 70s, 80s. Star Trek was a 60s, 70s, 80s thing, and Harry Potter was books in the nineties. And then it came out in movies like 10 years ago, something like that. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago. I think the what first did? one was like 20 Harry Potter. Oh, the first one was like 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, what I'm saying is, um, what am I saying? Hold on one sec. I need to gather my thoughts. So like, okay. Filmmakers, who make an original, original content, you know, original media. A yeah. lot of the times back in the day, it was when, you know, women weren't really as represented in movies, neither were, I guess, people of color and in, in mainstream movies. Because obviously you had, you know, Sidney Poitier was in a bunch of movies, then he won an Oscar in the 60s or 50s, whatever it was. And, you know, you get movies like, what was it? Sally Field made a movie where she was basically like a union worker or something. I can't remember what the name of it was, but then she went an Oscar, I think for it. Anyway, you know, there wasn't really that much representation back then. So a lot of fan, a lot of old franchises like star Wars and star Trek are trying to add in more representation. And I hate to get all political. I, and I'm sure you feel a certain way about this, Alec, but I feel like, you know, sometimes the fans are, it really just comes from toxicity of like not accepting differences i guess of like I, I, but i i think i just screwed you there i don't think it's that i think it's just the way that they do it where they just force it into it without explaining or doing anything like that well again um, so like the character again, like I, under, I understand if they want to add in stuff like that but i feel like they're just they don't don't do it in like a natural way that would make sense because well, I mean, you know ray was the explain. ray was the main character of force awakens and so was finn and it's like who cares and people got mad about that it was like oh it's a story about a woman now or and then 
again, Rose happened to be a woman, an Asian woman. And I don't know. It's just a lot. A lot of times I'll see people complaining just because they're putting more people of, you know, different races and, and ethnicity, ethnicities and genders in there. And so it, it, that's just one aspect of toxic fem, fem, fandom yeah. that I wanted to bring like, up. You, like you can you can disagree with it if, if, and if it's in like in a constructive way. I mean, I feel like if you want to do something like that, like have a story to it. I mean, sure. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big universe. Like there's going to be those kinds of people in a Star Wars universe. There's going to be women doing stuff like that. I just feel like you want to do it in a more natural, organic way instead of just being like, here she is. She has all this power. What well, of it? Well, okay. You know the I mean? whole, I mean, I'm talking about just the fact that Ray was the main character, not her abilities. Cause that's a different story. I, I don't have a problem with her being a main character. Cause like I said, Star Wars is a big, it's a big universe. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, the, the whole Mandalorian thing, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, he's a Hispanic actor. I don't think people cared about that because he was a really well written, well written character. And I don't know. It's just, I feel like people put personal politics and personal beliefs too much into fandoms. And so like, it really just bugs me when something different comes along and they're like, this isn't right. You know what I mean? And I know, I understand it's a very small percentage of people and I'm not saying, you know, it's done sometimes as just like, there, okay. there, it's not always done as deliberate, but there is just some th- sometimes where people feel that way. And then, uh, well, like the new the Batgirl show, like I heard it was to address it. Well, the new Batgirl show, like I've heard it was absolutely horrible, and a lot of it just has to do with the writing. It doesn't have to do with the fact that she's a woman, you know. I've heard that too. I heard it was almost exclusively the writing. The same thing so, with um the um the uh, what do they call it show uh, show they made um uh, the Watchmen series. I've heard the writing was just bad, and yeah. that's why it didn't do well. So what I'm saying is if you're going to be, if you're going to hate a franchise just for introducing, you know, like female characters or characters of color, just based on that, fuck you. But if, you know, if the character is written bad, that's a valid, you know, that's a valid expression of, of disagreement. Would you agree with that? If you didn't like Ray going back to star Wars, because you felt a, a certain way about how she got, uh, powers and all like fine. Like if you disagree with the writing itself, like the character but development. If they were like angry, it's just a female. It's like, well, I mean, it's a big universe. I mean, come on. Because it just reminds me of like, you know, when you wake up on Christmas morning as a kid and you think you're going to get like this, you know, big, whatever toy you're truck. You get the new PlayStation, but you got, but you got socks. Yeah, you got socks, and it's like, you know, socks can actually be good, but you know, if you just, you know, I, I, I it's probably a bad analogy, but. It's just like, like you understand what we're saying. It's like you're expecting something that you're in your head. You're like, I'm going to get this because I've I'm X, Y, and Z. But if but it's, then it's like, if you, you hate it simply it. because it's different and you don't give it a chance, that's where I'm like, okay, fuck you. But if you're yeah. if you're if you actually like give it a chance and you have valid criticisms, like again, that Batgirl show apparently is just horseshit from what I've heard. And it, again, I don't care that it's about a woman, and a, you know, I think it's a gay woman as well. I don't care. That's fine. But well, like, that's where I draw the line. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's just the, the writing is bad. Like, I mean, you know, Orange Is the New Black is a good example. Like, that's a show primarily about women. You know, women of color, and and I think the main character is bisexual, and they're all well written. I like the and Orange Is the New like Black. It. You know. Yeah, my mom likes it. Yeah, exactly. So 
again, I, I think when it comes to toxic fandoms, I just wanted to point out there's that small percentage who just hate when it, filmmakers introduce diversity and it's just, you know, and, and they hate it just because it's diverse. Would you agree with that? Yeah, there is that percentage of people. I mean, there, like I said, there are also, that we also have to remember too, as I was saying, there are people who just don't like how it's just pushed in if it's not done organic. No, that's and what I'm saying is, is there, that's what I'm saying. If you're hating something just because it's different, like with, you know, just because it's different, I think that's a, that's a bad reason to hate something. But if I you, agree with that. yeah, if you look into it and you actually have valid criticisms, you're good. Like, again, I don't care that Rose is an Asian woman. You know, I just, I think the character was written badly. I thought she made stupid decisions. Yeah. Like if you think like where she, uh, spoiler, she saves Finn because you do things for those you love where he was going to sacrifice himself to save the, uh, would have been a good character arc, yeah, because he was a stormtrooper, and then he risks, yeah, he risks his he life to, you know, take down his old regime. There was no way to know whether or not uh, that Kylo Ren would actually break through and they would die. There was no way to know that Anakin would suddenly appear uh, and save them. There was zero way of doing that. And same thing with Rose being able to, uh, not Rose, uh, uh, Ray? what's her name? I cannot, I don't know why I'm forgetting right now. Well, Ray? We just talked about it. Ray, yeah. yeah, being able to move those stones. There was no way of knowing that. So, like, that's why it would have been a great art. But because she did that without anyone knowing what was going to happen next, that's where a lot of people got mad. Well, again, that's bad writing. But if you're going to hate the character just because the character is, you know, a different from you, then yeah, I think that's just a valid, yeah. inval- invalid criticism, you know? So, yeah. That's just one thing I wanted to mention, you know, but anyway, back to the toxic fandoms. Then you get the people who take things too literally again, the Rick and Morty, the Szechuan sauce, that guy. And, and then again, like what part does the creator have in the toxicity? Because I mean, you make something as good as the original star Wars or the first couple seasons of Rick and Morty. And then, I mean, I'm not saying George Lucas did this. I don't think George Lucas did this, but like, um, I feel like Rick and Morty were a little high on their own, you know, on their own ego after the first couple seasons were like perfect almost. And then the last after couple the seasons, three seasons, they were just like, we can do no wrong. We can do whatever we want. These people just buy whatever we sell them. Yeah. It, it's just like, yeah, I, it's really just, they were up their own ass in, in the best way I can put it, you know? And I don't know. Maybe it's because the fans were so in love with Rick and Morty or, you know, they were so in love with, I mean, I know Steven universe is another one that like people really loved and I don't know why apparently people were, I don't know, but like game of Thrones, people loved it. And all of a sudden the last season apparently sucked, you know? Yeah. But, the last season of game of Thrones was bad. Cause I mean, it's the writing. Cause like they hyped up this villain throughout the whole series, the, 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 you know, the White Walkers, and then eventually at the final battle of, uh, of uh, I think it was Winter Keep, if I remember right. I'm trying to remember this because I just, I checked out after that, um, where the Dothraki, the entire horde was just killed because they did a straight cavalry charge. They all died. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the, the villain of the whole series was just stabbed in the back by um, the, uh, the daughter of uh 
God dang, why can I not remember I, his I name? honestly could not tell you. I really, I, ju- I just know about Game of Thrones time. from the internet, basically. I'll be honest with you. What? But, but basically, the whole thing was he was that, the, the, the villain, the main villain of Game of Thrones, the whole, the commander of the White Walkers, the leader of the undead, he just got stabbed in the back by a child. That, that's how he died. There was no, anti- the climactic fight, there was no giant battle. He just got stabbed in the back by a child. And oh, I remember, well, and even The Walking Dead, I know Negan was like the big bad and then he became, he's like part of the group now and I don't know. Yeah, but... that, that, that whole thing too, because like he beat uh, the guy that played Glenn Brains in with a bat mm-hmm. and then he was like the most hated person on the planet and then suddenly, hey, we're cool, right? After you, I just bludgeoned your friend's brains in, but we're cool, right? And it's like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it's... I checked out after that too. I mean, that's just a franchise, a series. Excuse me, that's gone on for way too long. Yeah, apparently they just finished filming the last episode, but thank God. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, if you don't, I mean, we're kind of again. The main point is just people who take things too literally, you know. And I don't know, but at the same time, you know, the act, the the creator has something to do with it because. And there's it's the same side of the coin because like George Lucas in the, in the sequels, I mean the prequel trilogy, you can criticize the choices he made, but he knew what he wanted to do, and he did it the way he wanted to do it. And I think he's used the analogy. It's like you know you can build a house, and you know it's my house. I'm going to paint it blue, but you know if someone tells me I think it should be red, it's like well you know what that's your opinion. I'm going to I think it, look, it should be blue. You know if he built the house, it's like well it's his house, and people yeah. can argue it's like well okay the once you put something out into the media you know into the culture it becomes part of the culture it becomes the fans property i guess but i don't i don't know it, it's i happen to disagree i think that well I, I think it's again two sides of the same coin one yes the fans kind of take ownership of it but at the same time the fans are not in it. control of it you know what it's i feel like though like they deserve some input because they are the ones that watch it like you can tweet or um, you can write to these people and be like, hey, so I saw how you did this, this, and this, and this in season one, but I think if you did this in season two, it'd be better. You know, you they can do that. But yeah. I feel like also there are just some people who just go, well, the writer said we should do this. Screw it. Why not? We'll just do that. But it's at the same time, though, too, they have to kind of listen to the people that are paid by the studio because the studio says, well, we're doing this. Because yeah. that's another thing too. People don't take into account is the studio. They oh yeah, take yeah. Money is king. Cash yeah, is king. Yeah, like, okay, we're going to do whatever this person says because it sounds like it makes a lot more money. X, Y, and Z. They'll ignore the fans, and then if it loses money, oh damn! Well, we'll just fire these people, and we'll get new well, people. <laughs> talking about money. Okay, so okay. Well, two things I want to mention. Yeah, when fans take control of a franchise, it can be a good thing or a bad thing because. You look at the MCU movies, Kevin Feige is a fan of those Marvel comics and he wants to you know, be true to the comics. But at the same time, you look at Star Wars, the sequel trilogy that was made by the fans, J.J. Abrams, um, Ryan Johnson, you know, and again, they had to do what the studio wanted them to do. But I feel like George Lucas should have had more say in that, you know, but yeah. And my second point being, sometimes movies are just made for money purposes, like to keep the rights, because remember, so do you remember back in the 90s there was a well i don't know if you remember this but like did you know that back in the 90s there was a fantastic four movie that was made 
like for the budget of like a million dollars just so that a certain company could keep the rights and it's like it was never released and it looks like it was made in like the early 80s and it looks like crap <laughs> but no it I was didn't. yeah it was made to keep the rights to fantastic four and yeah that's cringe, but you know, those people, those people do what they do. And so that's why I, I heard an interesting theory because like the new, I think it is this weekend, the new Fantastic Beasts Harry Potter movie is coming out. And, and this guy uh, who I follow on YouTube, Jeremy Johns was like, yeah, I really get the feeling that this movie didn't need to exist, but they're making them just so that Warner Brothers can keep the rights. Hmm. It's like, yeah, it kind of feels like it because the last one bored me to hell to death and I don't really remember the first one did i even watch the first one all the way i know i watched the second one again it bored me to hell but i don't know it, it just but it bugs anyway. me yeah I, that's fair enough but anywho yeah so and then again studios have say because they're the ones who are paying for it so again like kathleen kennedy wanted certain things for the sequel trilogy and apparently colin trevorrow who was going to direct the episode nine didn't agree with what she did so or she what she wanted so they fired him and replaced him mm. yeah so fans need to realize you have this like again so i'm trying to think here okay so yeah like you you wake up on christmas morning you know you're going to get a big present and you have it in your head like oh it's going to be x y or z and then or you know you have it's going to be x but then you open it up and it's why. And it's still great. I mean, it's not even great, but it's like, it's still a big present, but you may not like it. And, you know, it, it, it kind of, I mean, you got what you got. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, exactly. you're not the one who paid for it. You're not the one who went out and, you know, made the decision to buy it. And again, your parents bought you the gift thinking you would like it. It's kind of the same analogy with, you know, people who make these movies. It's not like they go out intentionally. They, with don't, the, they don't know. They yeah. don't know, but they just, they are assuming they are making the correct decisions. And unfortunately, sometimes they miss, like yeah. we were talking about with, uh, like with the, the Star Wars prequels, sometimes the they sequels, miss, right? or the sequels, excuse me, yeah, the sequels, yeah. sometimes they miss. And unfortunately, that happens, but it's not a reason to throw a hissy fit. No, again, that, that it's like a, an immaturity thing. It's like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I was like five years old. And again, I would expect this behavior from a five-year-old, not a like 35-year-old man. But like when I was five, I wanted a Power Rangers toy and my mom got me a Power Rangers toy and it happened to be a girl. She didn't know because they didn't show the face because, you know, like it was one of those toys where you can flip the head. You know what I mean? And I, I got, I was pissed, but over time, you know, I used it. So yeah, I accepted I mean, it. You, you, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't remember if I got it for Christmas or a birthday or what, but I, I think I remember too, like, I'm trying to think here. Cause like, obviously now that I'm an adult, if I want something, I just go out and get it. If I can, you know, I budget for it, but like, yeah, no, it's, it's what sucks. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, like when, whenever you expect to get something that, you know, as a gift or something that you, you know, something, something I'm like, Oh, Hey, it's, my birthday or Valentine's day or, or, you know, 4th of July or whatever holiday where you, you don't really give gifts on 4th of July, but like, you know, if you're expecting something good, you know, like, Hey, there's a new star Wars movie coming out. And then it isn't what you expected. 
you need to not, you need to just accept that, you know, Hey, this person thought that this is what would be good. And sometimes you can argue that, you know, the, the filmmakers are out of touch or whatever, but I don't know. I, I feel like the DC movies right now are just, again, losing control because at least they're with them- trying to do different things for those movies. I feel like the, the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson was very good. Uh, but on well, a step in the right direction, but unfortunately, you know, the other movies they're mediocre. Some, some are good, like I like Aquaman, but yeah. unfortunately, there's also like the uh, theatrical release of the Justice League movie, which is mediocre. I mean, you've told me about the Zack Snyder one, how it's far superior. It is, unfortunately, in my opinion, not a lot of people, not a lot of people are going to be able to see that because one, they don't want, either they don't have the time or they just don't care because they checked out after seeing uh, the theatrical cut. And that's just a thing that's unfortunate about DC is they have potential, like you know, but unfortunately, it's it's few and far between. I mean, I think well, it's like Batman DC and Wonder Woman were like the last two good movies. Like DC has the ability to put out a good product, they just keep fucking it up by. Yeah, they have the characters, and they have good actors and actresses, but unfortunately, it's the writing that's where their weakness is. Because like you compare the original Suicide Squad versus the Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad by James Gunn is far superior because they let the filmmaker do what he wants. You know, he knew, like, I don't know. It's just like, you, so I remember with the original Suicide Squad, apparently it was going to be much more darker. It was close to being an R-rated movie, but again, studios want to make money. That's really their priority. So they're like, and well, people might like it if we put like a rap song in it. So they put like an Eminem song in it and, and they tried to make it like Guardians of the Galaxy because, oh, hey, Oh, you know, Timmy, his dad gave them, or Timmy's dad gave him Guardians of the Galaxy, and Timmy loved it. Why don't we try to make Guardians of the Galaxy for Sally, you know? And then Sally gets Suicide Squad, and it's just, you know, am I making sense? Yeah, it it makes sense, because you're saying, like, they made something for one audience, so they're trying to to steal that magic. Like Like I was saying with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, like, they saw something that worked, and so, like, okay, we're gonna take that formula and make it work for us for something different it'll be like the like that thing but it won't be that thing like it'll be close like the hobbit will be close to lord of the rings because you know it's the same kind of universe with like you know in this case it's superheroes but you know it it won't be exactly like it because we have to be different we can't we can steal part of the formula which is what you were saying is like you know if Johnny B and Susie Q want, you know, the same thing, it's going to be different for each one because you're not going to get them the exact same thing. They're just going to have slight alterations to it just so it makes them like their own, their own thing. Yeah. It's, it's just, again, you want to make people happy and you want everyone to win, but when it comes to the studios, it just, it just doesn't happen. And again, again, the fans, the fans can choose to react a certain way, you know, Again, if, like if, everyone wants Quentin Tarantino to make an R-rated Star Trek movie, and I remember a few years ago, after I want to say it was after the Hateful Eight is when when that came out, Quentin Tarantino got an okay to do an R-rated Star Trek movie, but unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to happen because no. at the end of the day, they're like they everyone's like we love Quentin Tarantino, and you know he loves feet, but you know we can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> we can't afford to to have an R-rated Star Trek movie because we can't afford to not let a bunch of these young kids in to see this movie because there is where the money is. Look, the adults, you know, like I have a mortgage, I have to go to work, you know, and you have you have your your wife, you have your job. Mm-hmm. We have things we have to be responsible for. Yep. You know, we have we have things we have to maintain, things we have to do because we're older. You know, we're not, you know, 16 living at home anymore, going to high school. That's what who they rely on is like those kids on the weekends, nothing to do. And they're like, you know what? I want to go see a movie. That's what they rely on it, for the most part. They rely on young teenagers and adults, like like look like like adults like 18 to like 20 something. Not not people like us who are like our mid twenties with, with with shit on our plate. Well, I think part of it too is you know, like you said, you want the teenagers who have little time on their hands. But I think just you know, with us being younger and you know, people who have the money, I don't know. They again, studios just want money, and so That's let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about real quick. Like again, when it comes to expectations, I mean, there's fan service, and there's when fan service goes wrong like you know the whole subverting expectations thing in the last jet i don't want to beat a dead horse over that but like like we were talking earlier like what's what's good fan service that fans would like and it really just comes down to fan service if it serves a purpose like just putting in the original cast of star trek the next generation into picard isn't going to make it a better show it's just oh hey here are these characters or you know if if you put han solo into the obi-wan show it's like what's the point there is no point or or like when they did in star trek beyond where they um gave that picture it was right because it was right after um like like a year or so after leonard nimoy died because he died in 2015 i think well see that actually made sense though and then they gave that picture of the original star trek crew was like he wanted you to have this that's kind that's a good fan service but it's like we get why it's there, but it's it just kind of like adds on to it. It's not something that had to be done, but they just felt like, you know, like, we should put this in there because X, Y, and Z. I think if it's respectful, yes, but also like if, what's the word I'm looking for? If it's just like blatant, like, hey, look at this. Don't you like this? It's kind of like when you're trying to get a crying baby to shut up and it's like, you know, if you're a if you're a parent and you just try to show like, Hey, here's a lollipop. You like a lollipop here? Take the, you know, your, your toy monkey or your whatever. It's like, you're just throwing stuff at it to try to get it to shut up. But um, it's, it's kind of like member berries from South park where they're like, remember this, remember that? Yeah. Member berries. But you know, fan service is really just like, not only just giving fans what they want, but doing it in a way that makes sense and it's respectful. So spoiler alert for the new Spider-Man movie, no way home, but you know, when they brought in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, we wanted that to happen, but they also did it in a way that wasn't like, hey, look at me, I'm Tobey Maguire. Yeah, they, they, they didn't have them stupid, like they actually served a purpose. Like, I remember when- They kind of were mentors to the to Tom Holland, yeah. Yeah, like I remember when we I was telling you how I felt like when I saw the movie, how that scene where um, Tom Holland is about ready to kill- uh, Green Goblin, yeah, and he's about ready to pick up the 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 glider and smash it onto him. Then Tobey Maguire just grabs it and just stares into him because he's been there. He knows what happens. Like he has been in that position where he's been so mad at somebody, specifically, actually, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, because you know we're young, we're old enough to remember the first Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. 
Yeah. So like that makes sense to us because like we see him like holding his arms and like stopping him from doing it and just staring at him. Like he's conveying the message of like, I understand what you're feeling, but don't do this because it'll ruin you forever. So yeah, like it that, makes- one good fan service because like a lot of people like us we know what he's talking about even though he's not saying anything we can just we feel it well and like again that served a purpose and another thing that didn't necessarily need to be in there but it it was more of fan service was when andrew garfield saved zendaya you know um Mm -hmm. from falling and it was kind of a callback to the fact that he didn't save gwen stacy in the amazing spider-man 2 it's like yeah i mean he it served actually kind of like a character arc for him he was able it's a small one it's very simple but at the same time again it didn't need to happen but it made us happy you know yeah and like i said there's a difference between making us happy like oh hey it's star wars lightsabers here's the millennium falcon okay well what's the Millennium falcon doing it's the millennium falcon no okay but like you know hey here's spider here's toby Maguire. here's andrew garfield and hey they're serving a purpose of the story they're talking they're giving helpful hints about these villains that they fought in the past and also they're helping tom holland grow into his own you know and it's just that's a good example of fan service that i really enjoy like even like avengers endgame you could argue that some of the avengers endgame stuff was like hey look at me look at this because like they brought in like they they went back to like uh the first avengers movie and they went back to Thor, Ragnarok, or not Ragnarok, Thor, the Dark World, and they went back to the first Guardians movie and blah, blah, blah. You could argue that that was kind of just like blatant, like, hey, look at me. But I mean, again, it served a purpose of the story. They were trying to go back and find the Infinity Stones. Yeah. And I can agree to that. And the scene at the end where they're all fighting Thanos, it's like, that's obviously what they were building up to for, you know, the 10 years or 11 years it was since Iron Man 1. Hmm. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but that that obviously no, was planned. I, I I agree that they that was just a, a pure building block because that it was all gonna fall into place, and then it did, and then you heard Avengers assemble, and then suddenly uh, the entire floodgates of of uh, superheroes opened up. Yeah, and it's like, was it obviously fan service? Yes, but was it obnoxious? No, it served a purpose. Like, mm-hmm. and in, in Harry Potter, again, it was all written out from the beginning, but, you know, at the end when he, spoiler alert, defeats Voldemort, it's like, yeah, that was something that we wanted to see. And yeah, I guess when Hermione and Ron got together, I mean, I guess some people shipped Harry and, and Hermione instead, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm trying to think of another example, like, I don't even know if this is fan service, but in Star Trek Beyond, when they use the Beastie Boys song, it like it actually, I like the Beastie Boys song, uh, Sabotage. Yeah, where he was like, this is perfect. And then, then it was... Um... Is this classical music? But yeah, because um, it, you know, <laughs> it takes place in the future and, you know, assuming... So that, you know, yeah, that, that would be like 2,000 years in the future. Yeah, that it, would. I think it's like only a couple hundred years in the future, right? I thought it was like, wasn't it uh, 2,000? Well, Star, Trek, Star Trek, it takes place in the in the in this millennium, I just can't remember if it was like 2200s or 23, 25. I don't know. But I thought it was like, a tw- I thought it was like, no, wait, no, I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of Futurama. Oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the Beastie Boys episode. That's what I was, that's why I was like thinking about the one where they had a bender when he joined the Beastie Boys back on tour. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. But, but, but anyway. Yeah. Like they played the Beastie Boys song because like, you know, the swarm was the villain and hey, 
the and by the way, I just Googled it. Uh, the original Star Trek series was from 2265 to 2269. So 2200s, basically. But anyway, so it's still 300 years in the future. Yeah. So anyway, the um, yeah, the the Beastie Boys song was used to, I guess, confuse and, and disorient the swarm, which I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But whereas you get Star Trek into darkness where he just screams Khan and it's basically just Wrath of Khan again. It's like that didn't make sense. You know, I mean, if you're going to just remake Wrath of Khan, say you're going to remake Wrath of Khan, but. Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, this time it's it's Kirk who dies, and Spock is the one who screams Khan. It's like, really? That was obnoxious. Yeah, I agree to that. Yeah. I mean, again, I think I'm more of a fan. Obviously, Wrath of Khan original is better than Star Trek Into Darkness, but I still prefer Star Trek Beyond. That's my favorite Star Trek movie, personally. That's just my opinion. But my my favorite has to be the original Wrath of Khan. I mean, I ha- you know I have all the VHSs. Well, yeah. I I, I mean I like movie. what is it, the fourth one, The Journey Home? Is that what it's called? I believe well, I think that was that's one the one where like they go to 1980s San Francisco and they're trying to save whales. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just you remember that. Thinking- Yep, the Voyage Home, nineteen eighty-six. The Voyage Home—that's what it's called. Yeah, I think Leonard Nimoy directed that one. And then, yeah, I don't know. But again, fan service can be good if it's respectful and it makes sense. Because, like, the scene in Spider-Man: Homecoming, where you find out that hey, Michael Keaton, the Vulture, is his girlfriend's dad. It's like that wasn't expected. That was subverting expectations, and that was good. Yeah. Like, and like another example of like so like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, the whole movie makes you think that you know Ryan Gosling is the son of Harrison Ford, and I'm drawing a blank on her name. Sean Young, is that it? Of uh, let, let me check, but go on. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's that's the whole movie makes you think that 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 he is their son, but no, it's actually one random person that you meet in the movie, you know, mm. and it served a purpose because yeah she was supposed to be hidden and they re they changed all the records because they didn't want people to know that what is it uh it's not androids what what are those things called synths what no replicants replicants they didn't want people to know that replicants could reproduce so you know that's that's kind of the uh that's that that made sense in that movie and blade runner 2049 is like my my favorite movie 2017 personally and I, like, I agree with you. It was honestly because that it, it was hard though because the year before that had 2016 had some of the best movies I think of the of the decade in, in that year alone. Well, okay, yeah. Another example: 2016 Captain America: Civil War, where you find out that spoiler alert again, Bucky Barnes <laughs> killed Tony Stark's parents, and it's like okay, that's subverting expectations in a way that makes sense and. You know, it's not like out of the blue, you know, as opposed to Finn trying to sacrifice himself and Rose just stops him at the last second. But also, uh, Anna de Armas played Joy in 2049. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, the original. Hold on. Blade Runner. Oh, the original? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. The, the original Blade Runner movie is, yeah, her name is Sean Young. She played, what the hell is that character's name? Rachel in Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, that's when the Harrison Ford escapes with down the elevator. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it was it was Rachel and Deckard. Um, you're led to believe that Ryan Gosling is 
their kid, but it's actually a random character that you meet earlier or something like that. Mm. So at any rate, you know, subverting expectations. Yeah, again, filmmakers have a part in this too, but what it really comes down to is the relationship between the creator and the consumer, or I guess like the the producer and the consumer, you know? And yeah. Because he has to, you have to build, you can't just expect because you're throwing a name of something that people like onto it and then like it's going to make money because obviously people will just pay for it. I mean, Han Solo, that's the best example. People just like, well, it's a Star Wars movie. And it's the first one and the only one so far to lose money. Yeah. Because well, they just they just didn't care what the fans had to say. They just threw it together and then people <laughs> nobody wants to see a Han Solo movie without Harrison Ford. I'm sorry. And the guy who played him did a good job. Don't get me wrong, but nobody wants it to see it. It took him a while though. Well, what I'm saying is like if you just my whole view of that movie is if you just forget about Harrison Ford, he does a good job of playing Han Solo, but if you compare it to Harrison Ford, you, you just can't. You know, there is no comparison. I I can agree to that. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things where, what's the word I'm looking for? So on the one hand, you get the producers of media who, yes, you have the free range to do whatever you want, but don't just do what you want just because. It needs to serve a purpose and don't insult or be condescending to the fans, you know? But at the same time, the fans need to not take it too seriously and literally if something isn't what they expected. I think that's the main message that I'm trying to get across with this whole, with this whole discussion, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Or, I mean, what, what are you thinking? I'm there's, I mean, there's nothing really to add. I mean, that, that pretty much got my, at least the way I'm uh, thinking about it. It pretty much hits the nail on the head. I mean, they have to be the being the things though that the studios have to understand is you these the franchises rely on people consuming the product and if you break like the bond between it just because you're just assuming oh well because we're attaching a name to it people are going to see it that's what i think where a lot of people get rubbed the wrong way well, and, think- and that's kind of what destroys uh destroys a franchise well i think george lucas like with this with the prequels you know he knew what he wanted to do and i don't think he really cared if it made a lot of money or if it didn't he just wanted to tell the story you know and yeah i think you know he put he put fan service in the in the prequel trilogy like he didn't need to put c-3po in the first c-3po and r2d2 are in the whole movies all the movies at least in the skywalker trilogy or the skywalker saga but like I'm trying to think of blatant like uh he he had Django Fett who's who's basically Boba Fett in the second one and did that need to happen? I mean I guess it made sense to the story that you know Django Fett was a bounty hunter that was used to create the clone army. It made sense. So that was an example of fan service. You know, I guess they wanted to see Boba Fett. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. And I mean he wasn't on screen a long time though, unfortunately, but still. Well, and, and the thing is too, like he also he tried something different with Jar Jar and it was misguided. It was it was pure intentions because he wanted to do make something like a funnier character for the younger kids. Jar Jar was just obnoxious. And I'm not saying that I hate Jar Jar. I I think there are worse Star Wars characters out there. But you know, it, it was a it was a shoot and a miss, basically, with Jar Jar. Would you agree? Oh uh, yeah. Cause it's just the it's like uh, do you remember the disaster artist? 
Oh yeah, when when he, he like takes it seriously and everyone just laughs at it, he's like, no, actually, this is a comedy. Well, not just that, but the scene where they were they're in that restaurant and he walks up to the guy that oh yeah, became this new character, Jar Jar Binks. And he's talking to that woman about Jar Jar and how he's like the, the greatest thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I've seen that movie one time. There's a scene where this guy is like talking about Jar Jar Binks and how he's going to be a great addition to the Star Wars franchise. And it's, it's funny because that's what these people actually thought back well, then. They, remember they thought, in... like, this is a great idea because, you know, they, they kind of feel out for it a bit. Like they talk to people, they pay people to like read the books, you know, read comics, etc. You're talking about the disaster artist, right? This is a scene in that movie? Yes, this is a scene of the disaster artist. They're in a restaurant, and the guy that is and James Franco, his character, Tommy Wiseau, is in a restaurant, and he sees a, a, a Hollywood film producer, and that guy is talking about Jar Jar Banks and how he's okay. going to be. Because remember, this takes place in the late '90s, and the guy is talking about how it's how Jar Jar Banks is going to be a great addition to the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, no, I. That's what people. That's what these people, these producers, thought. Because they kind of get a feel of what, what like, you know, okay, we pay these people to read the books, to, to follow these group things, listen to these radios, whatever, and we're going to add this thing in. It's going to be great. And then it turned out not to be great because the way they did it was awful and annoying. Well, and the thing is, too, like, what I was going to say, Jar Jar in the, in the sequel, Attack of the Clones, he's in there a lot less, and they brought back C-3PO as kind of like the bumbling sidekick. So, yeah, because they, they realized that he was annoying. Well, again, there, there's that line. It's like George Lucas tried something and it, it was a hit and the miss. And so he, he adjusted it. I guess there was a smaller part of the whole thing, but the overall story was still the story he wanted to tell. Yeah, I, I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, the fandoms, if you don't like something, just it's not even, I'm just trying to say deal with it, but just. If you don't like something cool, don't be a dick about it. Yeah, it's like you can still not like something. Like you, you don't have to like, um, you know, uh, the Game of Thrones last season. You don't have to like the the Star Trek, the new Star Trek movies. You don't have to like the new Star Wars. It, it's like you can, you can have your opinions on it. No one's saying you can't, but it's just the the people that go out of their way to give you a hard time because you do. Yeah, like, you know, those people who it's like, you know, you're having a good time, you're enjoying this thing. Like, I remember Fallout, like when Fallout 4 came out, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Fallout 4 was the first Fallout game I played. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But then you get somebody, you know. Who, like myself, who's well, like a fan of New Vegas, and who's like, oh, yeah, Fallout 4 sucks. Well, I was going to say, I mean, my old roommate, you know who I'm talking about. He was like, no, Fallout 3 is way superior. Fallout 4 is trash. I'm like, dude, I still like Fallout 4. And you're just putting me off from liking you as a person. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Well, and another example too, like Full House. I was a fan of that when I was a kid and then Fuller House came out and I did not like it at first, but you know, I gave it a chance again. I recently rewatched it and it's actually pretty decent. You know? R.I.P. Like, Bob Saget. Yeah, R.I.P. Seriously. Let's just, yeah. Good Lord, Bob Saget. That is that is a loss. Same with Norm uh, McDonald. No. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. I will. I will be upset. See, I am from. We talked in the previous episode. I 
am a celebrity obsessed fan of Norm McDonald. <laughs> you can like Norm McDonald, but you know, you don't know what his blood type was. You're right, Onega. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, it's it just, you know, and, and even some, that's another thing too, is like sometimes the fans just when it comes out, like if you come back to, at it, to it later, like I know a lot of the people who hated the, 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 excuse me, the prequels when they came out, now they're like, oh yeah, they're actually pretty good. And I'm like, you know, you can, you can change your opinion on something. Like, yeah when the Justice League theatrical cut came out, I said it was the best one that DC had put out thus far in that franchise. And I changed my mind. The Snyder cuts better, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, it, when it comes to just fandom, don't be a dick, you know, you, and, and again, don't hurt yourself or other people is really the big thing. And don't take it too literally. Yeah. Cause I mean, this is just, you know, art. And unfortunately you are going to realize that when you get older, and how old something is because you're going to remember hating it and you're going to realize damn this came out 10 years ago 12 years ago however long it's like that's happened to me where i i actually recently uh was on netflix and i rewatched uh some of that old show lily hammer you know what i'm talking about no but go ahead um it was a show also mentioned on trail park boys it was one of bubbles favorites and it was about a mobster and it took place in Lillehammer, Norway. He was fleeing New York. He was doing witness protection. I remember watching that in high school because the last season it ever did came out in 2014. And I was like, oh, so this is okay. This is the newest season. And it was canceled. I hadn't watched it since. And then all of a sudden, it just pops up my recommended. Do you remember? I watched it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I didn't know if you were done or not. Sorry. I was gonna say I rewatched it and it, it just got me thinking, damn, I used to love this show. I cannot believe it's been almost eight years since I've actually watched it. Yeah. No, I mean Breaking Bad is one of those things where it's hard to get through, but you know, it's but it's you, worth you, it. It's it's an amazing journey, but you also forget that the show has been gone for almost 10 years now. Yeah. Uh, but I was gonna like another example I was thinking of, like personally, I think Toy Story 4 is the least out of all of them because i hate what they did with buzz lightyear in that movie they made him incredibly stupid but again i'm not going to boycott disney now and i'm not going to like send hate mail to pixar you know it's like what's the word because they did something because they hate they they destroyed uh uh buzz lightyear like they made him stupid they they turned his character around because you've seen all the movies and you're like you know what the hell is this um yeah, I mean, well, like I, I, I think about it too. It's like really the 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 point of Buzz Lightyear. What made him an interesting character in the first movie was he was a he was delusional and he thought he was a spaceman. And in the second movie, the original Buzz is kind of the straight man who kind of helps you know bring Woody back to the to the the side of sanity in that movie. But also for comedic effect, they have that other Buzz Lightyear who thinks he's a spaceman. And so, yeah, that there's that comedy. And then in the third movie, it kind of got a little drawn out there but they reset him i mean it made sense because they reset him to factory mode but again i'm tired of that whole trope where buzz just thinks he's a spaceman however in the fourth one i gotta be fair here they didn't do that again they just made him stupid like he doesn't know what a conscience is you know he doesn't know what his yeah. inner voice is i don't know and 
you can you can hate the decision that Woody made at the end of the movie. It's been out for three years at this point. I'm going to spoil it, where he decides to leave everyone and and stay with both people. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I'm not a huge fan of it because I feel like the whole dynamic of that franchise is Woody and Buzz. I was hoping before that movie came out, it would just be Woody and Buzz primarily, but it wasn't. I don't know. But again, I, I'm not a fan of that movie compared to the other ones, but I still I'm not going to hate it. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, go on forums and talk shit about Pixar. You know, like I I hate Cars, too. I just don't watch it. Cars is the best one I'm talking about. Well, you know what? <laughs> you can you can have my coffee if I have one, if I had one. <laughs> <laughs> but for real. Yeah, I, I can I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, so I mean, again, I, I, we're not trying to sound all superior. I just I feel like you know you and I have come from a war. Like we've kind of just realized that there's more to life than just being petty and immature about things, you know. And I guess like just we 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 have various likes of things. Like we have a lot of things we we enjoy, and there's things that we don't enjoy about some of those things. But we're not going to go out of our way. You know, like and I don't have you and I are both kind of old souls where we're just a little yeah, and again. I'm not trying to come off all high and mighty, but like I've been told I come off as very mature compared to you know, I mean not even compared, but just I come off as very mature when it comes to some things. And you know, that I, I would say the same thing about you in some aspects. And it, I, mean, it, like, I, would, I would hope so. I mean, we're adults, and unfortunately, though, there are a lot of people our age who just haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's kind of weird in a sense well, like you get like 40 year olds in the same way that are just still obsessed with star wars and yeah yeah it's 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 like one thing to like it when you're an older person like oh i'm a casual i like to see the movies you know i might not see it in theater i'll wait till dvd or or i'll watch a bit of it online see if i want to buy it that's that's like a casual kind of person that's what i feel like i i'm more casual i am not like Oh, your God, I am buying, you know, the newest season, season of, of, of a show that I, uh, uh, Last Kingdom, the Netflix show. I'm not buying every single season, even though I really, really enjoy the show. I'm not buying everything. I don't have like any of the pop vinyls. I don't have posters. I, I don't dedicate like anything to that thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, there, there are people that do that and it kind of creeps me out. I'm not I mean, going to lie the extent of my example of that is like, I love South park and I own like the first 15 seasons and some more on DVD, but that's primarily just in case, you know, I don't ever want to, yeah. If if it comes off of streaming, I'm like, I just want to have a backup, you know, just to watch because I like them. But you don't have a a throne or a shrine dedicated to Matt Stone and Trey Parker. No, I like, I'm trying to think, do I even own anything besides the DVD? I own the, the South park movie on DVD, but I'm trying to think. I just had the South Park VHS. That's all I think I got. When I was a kid, I got a South, I got like a Cartman stuffed throw when I was at a yard sale. But that's, again, I got rid of that. I don't remember. I don't even know what happened to it. But yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you like it, but it's not like super important to who you are as a human being. I mean, my wife and I are big Disney fans and we have a bunch of, you know, Disney things around our house but it's not like you know we watch a disney movie every single night it's not like we go to disney world every month you know and we don't exclusively like the only vacations we take is to disney and i mean you know we just we just went to new york and i saw the book of mormon and yeah we and 
you know, we're, we're planning on going to, to the beach this year. You know, it's like, we're, I have a, I have a shelf of a bunch of like Disney and Pixar toys just because I enjoy them, but I don't, you know, you're casual. You're, you're not like having, you don't have Mickey mouse on a flag outside your house or you don't have the, the, the Disney symbol painted on your roof. No, I, I don't have a tattoo. I mean, I have a tattoo of Woody's hat on maybe because I just like Toy Story and Woody, but like, you know, I mean, I, I don't like, I'm not going to name my child Woody or I'm not going to name my child Jesse or something like that. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I show my fandom in some ways, but I'm not. But there, like, is, but there are people that will go that far. And I mean, like, they have been proven there are people that go that far. Yeah. Like the Star Wars fans who name their kids Luke or Leia. I'm like, really? Like, I mean, if you're going to name yeah. your kid Luke, that's a pretty common name, but you know. But it, it, like anything like oh Luke, oh Luke his middle name is a uh, Walker we're we're not gonna we're just gonna go with Walker we aren't gonna use Skywalker and we're not gonna be that off uh, nose. But his name is his name is Luke his middle name is Sky and his last name is Walker. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's just um, that, it's a little too on the nose. But still, like there are again those people exist. I mean, you know, we named our cat after. A video game character but that's just because it's a cat i mean you know we love we love arthur it's just you know i mean but yeah I, I really love red dead redemption too that's like that's the you know i don't have a shrine to it we just you know we i play the game i love the game i am i you know i follow a subreddit on it i follow a meme page for it but like i don't live and breathe the game and like i'm playing it again right now but i'm gonna be sick of it after i'm done with this and i'm gonna probably play something else for I'm going to probably not come back to it for another year or two. Probably a year. Yeah. I love that game. But but still, it's it doesn't run your life. You're not like find you're not on there every day 100% completion finding all these new details and secrets. Well, I have gone to 100% completion twice and I'm trying for it again. But oh But that's just playing the game. That's just playing the game because I like completion and listen talk listen toxic fandom <laughs> well and like i'm not i'm not going to go to comic cons or whatever and pay like i'm not going to go out of my way to go meet the people who played in the game and i'm not going to like what's the I, I remember like last year for my wife's birthday i considered you know cameo that that whole thing yeah uh i considered getting her a cameo from the guy who plays arthur morgan and i i asked her about it you know because long story short she doesn't like surprises and yeah it really wasn't necessary and i'm you know you know what i mean like another yeah, example a couple of years like four years ago it has been four years now geez we were in la at the time that mark hamill was getting his star on the walk of fame like i was less than 100 feet away from mark hamill and and harrison ford and george lucas that's pretty fucking cool but i wasn't trying to like wait outside the theater to get like an autograph or a picture i'm like these people just leave them alone you know and also, if you want to see something very toxic, if you want to know how debates, follow a Witcher fan group too. So say, I, I know mean, you. I know you love The Witcher. I love. I like The Witcher. I I've read only uh, two of the books so far, and I've watched the first season. I have not had the time to watch the second season, and I played the first, second, and third. Even though I hate the first game. But the second game and the third game, the second one I can hardly get a hold of because, I mean, it's it's 15 years old. I'm not used to those controls. Sure. But the third game, I love. But you find those people on the fan groups, 
I mean, good Lord, you want to see a toxic fandom, just go into a Witcher page and say that Geralt belongs with Triss Marigold instead of Yennefer of Engerberg. You will be attacked. I mean, I see it on Facebook. It is, it's sad because you look at like some of these people who just start like making like a wall of text and they're like 30 and it's just kind of weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine to be like, I disagree. I think he'd be happier with Triss. That should be the end of it. And then, but instead it's just like, she, this person is toxic because she's not good to him. She's abusive blah 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 he should be with x y and z it's like okay we get it but you it says here you're 35 yeah what <laughs> it's a little strange coming because it's it's just they take it that far and that that's just one thing i want to throw in there at random because it's just i'm actually reading a thing about that on facebook right now as we're talking because it just popped up in my feed and yikes like yeah, I just, I mean, like, for example, like, oh, God, yeah, like, uh, yeah, we've, we've kind of beaten the dead horse on this. I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to, you know. Yeah, spit. I mean, we, we, I think we've gotten our point across, I think, better than we did yesterday, where, you know, I, I feel like we, we're trying to convey yesterday about uh, celebrity obsession, because it's harder today to define celebrity obsession, because there's so many micro celebrities that have their own little niches it's not like it was just 15 years ago when social media was in its infancy yeah there wasn't like big people with like millions of followers and 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 stalkers and all this other stuff it's harder to define today because there's so many of these quote-unquote celebrities but when it comes to fandoms it's kind of easier to to point out and be like okay this is not what a good fandom is because look at this like you can actually like throw throw the cards out on the table and be like, look at this. This is not is this okay to you? Do you would you be okay being associated with with Game of Thrones, with The Witcher, with uh, you know, pick it, pick whatever it is, Rick and Morty, with with Star Wars. Uh, these people make you feel okay to be a part of liking this thing. And you could say yes or no. I mean, I mean, I have a friend, I think it's Rocky, who like is, is comically, he does it as a joke, is obsessed with Danny DeVito, but he doesn't like, you know, he's not trying to like uh, be super toxic about it. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know, but. Rocky is obsessed with Danny DeVito, you don't say. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. That's our little rant on, on fandoms. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot to say, but I feel like we've said it all at this point, so. Yeah. Um, thanks for sticking through and watching this with us all all one or two of you so yeah um y'all have a good time uh we'll probably come back i mean if not next week next month but you know there was stuff we wanted to talk about so thank you all for listening uh check us out on facebook instagram do whatever you want if you like this you know we're not itching at the teeth for followers we'd rather quality over quantity says the losers so anyway yeah yeah, we're, we are what they call high IQ. The, the comedy here is subtle. That is a reference to, if you don't understand it. But, I was uh, waiting for you to finish the whole thing because I knew exactly what you were I, talking about. But I, I, I don't want to finish that because it's cringe and you know it is. Yeah, good old copy pastas. Anywho. <laughs> anyway. 
Well, yeah, at, at any rate, thank you all for listening and you take care and we'll catch you, catch you next time. Take care. And- <laughs>